Hi, I'm Beverly D'Angelo, and you're listening to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing Colossal Podcast. Welcome to a special episode of the Gilbert Gottfried's amazing Colossal Podcast. Make some noise. We're live at Sid Gold's Request Room, Chelsea, New York City. I'm Joe McGinty, your pianist for the evening, and please welcome your host, Frank Santo Padre, and the golden voice himself, Gilbert Gottfried. Gil, you're the golden voice. Welcome, welcome everybody. Wow, what a turnout. We haven't been here in a while. Shall we talk yeah. about what happened the last time we were here, Gilbert? We, we did, I think, three shows here in <laughs> one night. We did. And, and at the end of the night, we said, you know, these are great. These are terrific. Sometimes you get that fit, you know, it's a, each one's a hit. And, and Frank Verderosa. I raced all No, it wasn't him. <laughs> Stop sticking up for him. Frank wasn't even working with us then. <laughs> that doesn't excuse him. <laughs> so we're here with Joe McGinty at fabulous Sid Gold's. I'll be updating the listening audience as we go. Uh, Sid Gold's request room. Gilbert turned to me about five minutes ago and said, What's the name of this place? <laughs> How many times have you been here? Shameful. And, 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 and to show you uh, what a guinea Frank is. He turns, I don't even know what he was referring to, but he turned to me and whispered, uh, rabbis bless people, right? And uh, so, yeah, so it's going to be a smooth night. There's a rabbi in the house. David, David Komarovsky is here. Which we're, thr- we're thrilled that a... That a- a rabbi that, listens to this podcast. That sounds like uh, a show that appeals to Jews and blacks. <laughs> rabbi in the house. <laughs> so we're going to do something different than the lost episodes. The lost, oh, yes. The lost. <laughs> we thought that we bring those back, but for the people who were here for that, we thought we'd do something new. We did uh, one-hit wonders of the 1970s, the last time. the, the It was a great show. <laughs> it missed a great show. I wish you would have heard it. <laughs> it was. It was special. We're going to do something different from the podcast, you guys who listen to the show. We're going to do story songs. Yes. Gilbert, yes. And, Gilbert and I lament the loss of the story song. Well, you got to sit there for like three hours <laughs> to hear the entire song. Songs like Harry Chapin's Taxi... And uh, Ode to Billy Joe, which is one you like, Oh, right? yes, right. or the classic, the one that's like a miniseries, uh, or, uh, Allison's Restaurant. That's a miniseries, yeah. Yeah. Or the, 
Uh, I'm partial to the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, yes. I, I once... <laughs> on, yes, one time on the show, I called it the wreck of the Barry Fitzgerald. Totally yeah, different. <laughs> if you know who Barry Fitzgerald is, you should be here. You should be a part of the show. So we're going to do story songs. Uh, Joe is going to have some fun facts, some song facts that he's going to offer. Uh, this is fun, too. Gilbert does not know what we're going to sing. So these are... I purposely stayed away. <laughs> I didn't ask. I'm, I'm going to see what happens. In the first three shows, I was guessing. Aren't you pretty much guessing every week on this yeah, podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's all preparation on my part. We also have some. <laughs> we also have some trivia questions that we're going to ask, and my wife, the lovely Genevieve, will be handing out prizes. So. But we don't, we don't have lights or buzzers, so don't, please don't shout out the answer if you know it. Just shoot your hand up, and the first hand I see, the first winning answer or correct answer, will get the invaluable, priceless $5 orange wedge pin. <laughs> Shall we start? Sure. Uh-oh. I'm going to give a little bit of an intro to this one. Uh, this is a song written by Nashville songwriter named Don Schlitz. We're going to tell a little bit of the stories behind the story songs. Uh, Don Schlitz did not play poker. You can probably guess what song it is. Also, you have lyric sheets on your tables, and that should be giving it away. Uh, it's not really a song about a card game. It's a metaphorical song about... It's my Yiddish mama. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> what I found impressive, did you find this in your notes? He was all of 23 when he wrote this song. Yeah, pretty amazing. It's, it's a heady song, a philosophical song to be written by a 23-year-old. He shopped it uh, at the urging of Shel Silverstein, the writer Shel Silverstein, who will come up again later. We oh, talked about him on yes, the podcast. Yes, a bunch of times. Uh, Johnny Cash recorded it, but he did not have a hit with it. Uh, Mr. Kenny Rogers had a mega hit with it. I think you guys can figure out what we're talking about. And we will do the trivia right after the song. But I thought this was fun. It was a number one country hit. It crossed into the Billboard charts, which a lot of songs, country songs don't usually do. And this guy, the writer, was working as a computer programmer. So when the song went big and spawned five, what, five TV movies, five gambler movies, the guy was actually able to quit his day job and become a full-time songwriter. So I kind of like that story. We're going to give this a shot. Shel Silverstein's dead, isn't he? He's dead. Yeah. Yes. Or See, we would have had him. He was the time of, like, when Playboy Club was really the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, and also wrote... A very famous story song that we're not going to do, A Boy Named Sue. Yes, yes. And one of my favorites. Well, we'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with this one and see how we do. Shall we? You guys have your lyric sheets. Okay. Want to give it a shot? Okay, so... Joe's gonna... been practicing. All right, so I'm going to count you guys in, because I know we don't have a bouncing ball or anything, but this is old school <laughs> piano bar. Count so. Gilbert in. <laughs> yeah, here we go. One, two, three... On a warm, warm summer's evening, on a train, on a train bound to nowhere, I met up with a gambler, we were both, we both too tired to sleep, so, so we took turns to staring out the window at the darkness, the boredom overtook us, and we, we began to speak. He said, John, I made a life out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards are, by the way they all arrive. 
if you don't mind my taste, I need for a taste of your whiskey. I'll give you some advice. So I handed him my bottle, and he drank down my last bottle. Then he bumped a cigarette and asked me for a light. And the night got deadly quiet. Seven second delay. <laughs> He's, he spent a lot of time working in radio. Wow, wow, that was energetic. Yeah, yeah, energy is good. What, what do you got on the gambler, Joe? Uh, well, I basically repeat what you said, but you know there were uh, several TV movies. There is. Kenny Rogers as the Gambler. Kenny Rogers as the Gambler. The Adventure continues. <laughs> Kenny Rogers as the Gambler Part Three. The Legend continues. The Gambler Returns. Luck of the Draw. And the Gambler Five. Playing for Keeps. Gilbert's seen them all. Now there was a very strange Kenny Rogers. Well, that one, that song, another story song where a girl gets raped. Coward of the County. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't pick that one for that reason. And Thank, thanks for bringing it up. And they made it into a TV movie. My editor here? And that see, and there's the part in the song where he locks the doors yeah. and he's going to get his revenge. And then it turns into like this fun-filled bar brawl. And it's like, you know, they're cracking the chairs over each other's heads and the bottles cracked. And, and it's loads of fun. I'm going... Uh, do they know this had to do with a girl being raped? 
You know, it was, uh, you got to see this movie. It's handled in a way. They made a the, movie out of Coward of the County? They did. Yes, it was, it was they I'll did. be damned. And the revenge, it looks like all the most fun Western you've ever watched. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, we're going to do our first trivia question. And the lovely Genevieve will hand out a prize. Uh, speaking of the Kenny Rogers gambler movie, the first one. What actor played Billy Montana, the young gambler who was mentored by Rogers' character, Ooh, Brady Hawks? Oh, got Hawks. a guy in the back. See a hand right in the back. Sir. Yes, Bruce Boxleitner. You are correct. Gee. Bruce Boxleitner. Wow. <laughs> that man is a ringer. Now, Bruce Boxleitner is not a Jew. <laughs> yeah. Identify yourself. Who got that? Who got that question right? Peter Brown. Peter Brown. Nice work. You what's that? He had three orange pins already. Well, was, got a set. Was Bruce Leitner? Bruce Box Bruce, yeah. Was he the Russian prize fighter in the Rocky movie? Which was the? No, Russian that was uh, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, they're often confused. Yes. <laughs> it's Ron. He was in Tron, and he scarecrow and Mrs. King with Kate oh, Jackson. Oh, okay. Who remembers that? Kate Jackson. Yeah. Was offered uh, Kramer versus Kramer. I didn't know that. But they wouldn't let her out of her contract with Charlie's Angels. That's a killer. And and then she has to not not only uh, see Meryl Streep get the part, but Meryl Streep win the Academy Award. It hurt. That yeah. had to hurt. Yeah. That's like Tom Selleck not being able to get out of the magnet yes, contract yes. to play Indiana Jones. So I anticipated, I know Gilbert very well, and we've, <laughs> we've had a lot of musical episodes, and I anticipated he might be a little off-tempo, so we're going to do a slower one. <laughs> This, uh, this is a story song. Joe knows this one well because they did at Loser's Lounge. Yes, we just did an ABBA, a whole ABBA Loser's Lounge show. My wife and I are kicking ourselves for missing that. Uh, this was originally recorded by ABBA's Friede Lingstad, uh, recorded on her solo album, and Bjorn uh, put uh, English lyrics on it. It was originally called Tango, and ABBA's limo driver, boy, I hope these facts are accurate. ABBA's limo, dri limo driver suggested changing the title of the song to Fernando. Um, and he also, Bjorn also changed the meaning of the song, Gilbert. I know you're hanging on every yes, word. Yes, yes. Uh, he, he made it, he envisioned it, the song being about two freedom fighters in the Mexican-American War. Ah, which so would expl explain it had nothing to do with the song at all. Nothing to do with the song at all. But that explains Andy Garcia showing up in the movie, in the second ABBA movie. Uh, topped the charts in 13 countries, sold 10 million records. One of ABBA's biggest songs. We will not talk about the Cher version. Or the Gilbert version to come. <laughs> so let's give this one a try. I think you all know it. If you don't, you have your lyric sheets. Two. Can you hear the drums, Fernando? I love it. I remember long ago another starry night like this. And the fire light. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were 
are humming to yourself and softly strumming your guitar. I can hear the distant drums and sounds of bugle calls when coming from afar. One, two, they're closer now. Fernando! Every hour, every minute seemed to last eternally. I was so afraid, Fernando. We were young and full of life, and none of us prepared to die. And I'm not ashamed to say the roar of guns and cannons almost made me cry. Hit it, Gil! <laughs> now we're old and gray, Fernando. Since many years, I haven't seen a rifle in your hands. Can, can you hear the drums, Fernando? Do you still recall the fateful night we crossed the Rio Grande? I can see it in your eyes how proud we were to fight for freedom in the land. Here we go. Here we go, Gil. There was something in the air that night The stars were bright Fernando There was something there for you and me Liberty Fernando Though we never thought that we could lose There's no regret Sing it, Seth Cause if I had to do I think when they get to the fifth sequel to Mamma Mia, that will, that will be a nice moment. Oh, I have a tear. <laughs> that was beautiful. Okay. What do you got on that one, Joe? Uh, well, you know, I do have some of the original lyrics. Tidbits, tidbits. Uh, it's, you know, before... The lyrics were originally written by Stig Anderson. The yes, writer, Stig Anderson, who who's contributed. Who's actually a songwriter as well. But uh, the lyrics were, The sorrow can be hard to bear, but the fact that friends let us down is something we all have to cope with. Very good. 
And uh, then the chorus is, long live love, our best friend Fernando. Raise your glass, propose a toast to love, Fernando. Play the melody and sing a song of happiness. Long live love, Fernando. You know, uh, ABBA was getting together to record two songs. You guys know about this? Two new songs coming in December? For the hologram tour. Yeah, for the hologram tour. They are not reuniting, but they did go into the studio to record two songs. Another bit of tidbit is uh, they got their start uh, writing music for a porn movie called The Seduction of Inga. I knew that. <laughs> it's worth checking out if, that's, for the music. That's some Gilbert-specific trivia right there. Do you now, hear that, Gil? Now, Abba's uh, illegitimate children, I guess, is Ace, Ace to Base. Ace base. Yeah. <laughs> right. And they found out that one of Ace to Base was like, uh, was a, a Nazi. He wasn't, he wasn't old enough to be a real Nazi. He was one of these more modern-day Nazi groups. But he said he's ashamed of it, so it's wow. okay. Okay, Rabbi? He's ashamed of it. <laughs> Rabbi, stay there. Ace to base is ashamed of their Nazi past. Oh, my God. Oh... Uh. Two songs in, we've had a, a sexual assault reference and a Nazi reference. It's a party. Okay, trivia. Which two... We're going to look for hands. Gil, be eagle-eyed. Yeah. Okay. Which two 90s films, both Australian comedies, featured this song? I'll need two. I need a hand. Only raise your hand if you know both. This lady in the middle. Give that lady a pin. Jeez! The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, a movie I like a lot, and Muriel's Wedding, which is one of my wife's favorites. Did you know those, Gil? Uh, I was just about to say it. You were. Before she said it. Yeah. <laughs> she jumped you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, now we're going to do something fun. Ms. Gottfried, what do you think? Your lyric sheet. There's a story attached to this that I heard when I got here that I didn't know about. You want to tell it? Oh, yeah. This is kind of how we all got to know each other. Uh, Tara came in one time and her friend signed her up with her last name. And I said, Oh, are you related to Gilbert? And she said, Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm his wife. And it just so happened that my friend Mike McPadden was coming into town. Shout out to Mike. Uh, he does all the social media and website stuff. He does. And uh, you guys came back the next night, so it was like an instant small world connection. It was uh, very fun. And uh, this is the song that started it all. Can I, can I do a little warning first? I really can't sing, and I'm almost as bad as Gilbert. You got 60 other people singing okay. to drown you please, out. Please sing loud. But this is the one song that I love singing. I'm just going to give them a little bit of history about it before we start. It was a top 10 country hit in 1972 for Tanya Tucker. You guys know where we're going with this. Uh, written by the one of the songwriters was Alex Harvey and the song was about his mother uh, which is interesting it's a song about an obs a woman obsessed with an old suitor and his mother was in fact a hairdresser from Brownsville so it's autobiographical um, Helen Reddy went to number one with it in 1973 um, Gilbert uh, his mother of the songwriter's mother eventually committed suicide that would be of interest to you yeah <laughs> Uh, Dara, you will love this. It was almost released as a single by Bette Midler. 
And she was the first to record it. There you go. And what happened? Uh, Capitol Records, Reddy's version on Capitol Records beat Bette Midler's version on Atlantic Records by two days. They put it out, they jumped her and put it out two days earlier. Well, you know, that's, how, that's actually how I think I got to know the song. Was, from, was it from the Divine Mesen? Yes, it's on that record. Yeah, yeah. Very good. So, yeah. so here we go. Dara Gottfried on I lead. I have to stand. Okay. However you have to work. I have to stand. All right. That's where your instrument works. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Delta Dawn, what's that flower you have on? Could it be a faded rose from days gone by? And did I hear you say he was meeting you here today to take you to his mansion? It's a family affair. I loved when you did that Sonny and Cher thing there. <laughs> yes. You were both on the same mic. Okay. Now we're going to pick a different person than the people who won previously. But here's the trivia question about Delta Dawn. What character... What character on the show Friends, show Friends, sang this in a karaoke bar, in a piano bar? Any hands? You got six, six chances. Oh, someone. One right there in the back. That is incorrect. It is not Phoebe. Do we have another guess? Who sang Delta Dawn? Ross. Wrong. In, very incorrect. Oh, there's a bunch of people now. Who's this gentleman? <laughs> okay. The in the chicken shirt. Huh? Not Chandler. <laughs> we're, down, we're down to three. This gentleman in the glasses. Courtney Cox, correct. Monica sang it. Give that man an orange wedge pin. Summer hard, summer I mean, easy. Granted, when you guessed it, we had named the entire cast. <laughs> we, we were down to ugly naked guy. We wouldn't, we wouldn't name the people from Seinfeld. <laughs> 
Derek, great job on Delta Dawn. There we go, Derek Godfrey. How about that? <laughs> okay, we're gonna let Gilbert uh, run the show on this one. Oh, okay. This is one of your favorites, Gilbert, and it's come up on the podcast. We did discuss the great Shel Silverstein. Everybody in here know who Shel Silverstein was? Yeah, you should. One of my favorites. And he wrote a, a song I adore uh, for Dr. Hook in the medicine show called Cover the Rolling Stone. But not a story oh, song. Oh, wait, wait, where, we're not, where? We're not going to do that one. Go back. Re okay. No, back forward. This is very well prepared, this show. show. They're in order. I don't know how you got lost. <laughs> Three comes after two. Then four. Um, this is a Gottfried favorite from the no, podcast. I have Fernando. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Delta Dawn. I have uh, uh, the Gambler. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, written by Shel Silverstein, uh, the genius Shel, uh, Shel Silverstein, who had two hits for Dr. Hook in 1972. One of them was the uh, aforementioned cover of The Rolling Stone. This one somehow sold a million copies. I don't know how. Joe laughed at me when I, when I suggested it. Uh, it's autobiographical. It's about... It's sad. Yeah. It's, it's a, a sad song to listen to. It's a sad song. Shel Silverstein, the writer, um, was in love with a woman named... This was deep research now, folks. A woman named Sylvia Pandolfi. <clears throat> and he realized he found out she was engaged to another man, actually a bullfighter slash painter. And his name was Fernando. <laughs> there you go. There's a callback. Beautiful. So he made a phone call desperate to reunite with this woman, this, uh, this ex-flame. He called her mother, Louisa. You can find this information on the interwebs. And she told him the relationship was over. He did, in fact, call from a payphone. So this is a song that is no longer topical or timely. This is a, this is a song that is instantly dated. And uh, she told him that the relationship was over and that she had moved on uh, with the bullfighter. The song was covered by uh, Bobby Bear, the country singer, and also Bon Jovi. Did you know that? I did not know that. that I did not know that either. It sounds like BS. Uh, Gil, this is a favorite of yours, so we're going to do it. Okay. Some of you may know this. One, two, three. Sylvia's mother says Sylvia's busy too busy to come to the phone. Sylvia's mother says Sylvia's trying to start a new life on her own. Sylvia's mother says Sylvia's happy, so why don't you leave her alone? And the more for the next three minutes. Please, Mrs. Avery, I gotta talk to her. I'll only keep her a while. Please, Mrs. Avery, I just wanna tell her goodbye. Sylvia's 
mother says, Sylvia's packing, she's gonna be leaving today. Sylvia's mother says, Sylvia's marrying a fella down Galveston Way. Bullfighter. Sylvia's mother says, please don't say nothing to me. I'd cry in its day And the operator says 40 cents more For the next three minutes Says Sylvia's hurrying to catch the nine o'clock train. Sylvia's mother says, Take your umbrella, cause Sylvia's starting to rain. And Sylvia's mother says, Thank you for calling, and sir, won't you call back again? And the operator says 40 cents more for the next three minutes. So sad. So sad. Yeah, I find this to be a very sad song. But <laughs> Shel Silverstein always wrote fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. Although a boy named Sue gets a little dark. Yeah, oh, that's so right. A weird. I also love Freaking at the Freaker's Ball. Yeah, that's a classic. Another great one so, by Shel Silverstein. Uh, Lee Hazelwood told me a good Shel Silverstein Lay it on story. me, bro. Well, uh, you know, they used to hang out at the Playboy Club, like you guys were saying. And uh, Shel Silverstein was only a writer at that time. And he came up to Lee Hazelwood. He's like, I want to write songs. And he said, I'll teach you four chords in two keys. And that's all you need to write songs. Wow. And it kind of, like his songs are kind of like that. Usually just two or three chords, you know. So, I love Cover the Rolling Stone. Don't you? Yeah. Well, there's, do some, there's some great YouTube clips. And, that and the rabbi will be interested to know yeah. that Silverstein was a Jew. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing Sylvia was a Jew as yeah, well. Yeah, yes. <laughs> well, why did she want him to call back again? That's, that's, that's I know, that's it puzzling. doesn't quite make sense. Sir, please, sir, won't you call back again? I think yeah. he got all the information he yeah, needed. Yeah, it seems like he, stop calling. Yeah. yeah. Well, he don't want to change in his pocket, too, for all those stop, extra 40 if you, cents. Yeah, if, it's like if you call again, I'm going to notify the police. Should have been right. <laughs> We like songs of heartbreak on the podcast. We did an episode called Death Songs of the 1970s. And you, you got into that. Yes, there was, there was that great song with the blind man and the, the bleachers. The blind man and the bleachers. 
If you guys don't know this one, go home and Google the blind man in the bleachers. And kill yourself afterwards. Because <laughs> it's that scary and depressing. Yeah. yeah, I like those scary, depressing, sad songs. I'm a sucker for things like Seasons in the Sun. So what do I know? Okay, so... Oh, that was written... Not written. It was a blood by a serial killer. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That's true. Okay, so the trivia ranges from easy to hard. The friend's question was rather on the easy side. This one is super tough. Gilbert, I know you know the answer to this, so don't shout it out. Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show, they later just became Dr. Hook. There's a whole interesting story about how the band got its name, which we won't go into. But they appeared in an obscure 1971 Dustin Hoffman movie with a rather unwieldy title. Oh, boy, I know this one. Uh, Do I have somebody right here? Chris. Who is Harry Kellerman, and why is he saying terrible things about Yes! 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 Now, that's a guy that earned an orange wedge pin. He did. (laughs) Now, now... Christopher Bly. Who was that other actor in it? I don't know if he was... Barbara Harris was in it. I think Jack Jack Warden turned up. Yeah, but there was another actor in it who played his friend. Well, if we weren't doing a live show, I'd look it up. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Can anyone look on their phone to see the cast... Of who is Harry Kellerman and why is he saying those terrible things? How many about people have seen that movie? No one. Nobody. Oh, that person over there. This gentleman seen it. Two people saw who is Harry Kellerman and why is he saying those terrible things about me? Which was, the, he, I think that person who played his friend may have been a Bowery boy at one. Oh, time. it was. It was Gabe Dell. Yes, Gabe Dell. Gabe Dell. Oh fuck. <laughs> Frank, me and Mrs. Dell are the two people who know that. The answer to that. We did an episode about movies with uh, goofy long titles. You remember that? Yes. Yes, like um, uh, who? Uh, no, um, 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 the one with Anthony Perkins. Not with yeah, not with Anthony. Anthony Newley and Joan. Uh, Joan Collins. Joan Collins, uh, which uh, is the one with uh, who is Heron? Will Heronius Merkin? Marry Mercy Humpy and, and, and find, find true, true happiness. happiness. <laughs> right. We also did, oh, dad, oh, dad, mama's hung you in the closet and I'm feeling so sad. Yes, yes. Which was a, an actual movie title. We did an episode. Let's see if you can find it. Mini, mini episode on that silly shit. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, and Anthony Newley. Yes. Jew. <laughs> Rabbi, you're keeping score. Yes. What's that? Also of the Jewish persuasion. Yeah. Very good. Look at this guy fast on his feet. Anthony Newley used to always come on those variety shows. There's always a joker in the pack. There's always a cardboard clown. The poor painted fool falls on his back and everyone laughs when he's down there's always a funny man in the game but he's only funny by mistake everyone laughs at him just the same <laughs> 
don't see his lonely heart break. <laughs> you guys came here tonight hoping for an Anthony Hoopnulli impersonation. Your hopes were handsomely rewarded. to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcasts right after these important messages. Sadly, we return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. Okay, we're gonna go from the uh, the downbeat nature of of Sylvia's mother. How many people, by the way, show of hands, had even heard of that song or knew it? Five. Wow. And will you be buying it now? Will you be going out and buying the the Ktel collection? We're going to do something upbeat, and we want to hear everybody on this one. From 1973, one of, the, uh, one of the most popular songwriters of story songs is the late, great Jim Croce. Uh, rap- rapid Roy, that stock car boy. And, uh, don't mess around with Jim. Yeah, don't mess around with Jim. And- I always thought what would happen if Bad Bad Leroy Brown ran into Jim. That would have been a good sequel. It would be. Right. It would be. Now, both the stories... Italian, don't say it. (laughs) Both the stories, song guys, both died in car crashes. Who who would those be? Well, wouldn't that be Harry Chapin? He died in a car crash. Jim Croce, thanks for bringing the show up again. (laughs) Jim Croce died in a a plane crash. A plane, sorry. That's okay. Sorry, see, so it wasn't so sad. right along it's a story about a character from Chicago's south side any Chicagoans in the room any Midwesterners none good what were the chances out of 57 people um, yeah it's a, it's a it was actually followed it followed a song with a similar story which was you don't mess around with Jim which you which you pointed out uh, this song was inspired by a guy that Croce served with at Fort Dix did you know any of this Seth this is good stuff here, pal. Uh, it's a, it, there were rumors, though, that it was about a guy named Don Dedrick Roby, who was a muscle guy uh, who worked for ABC for the ABC label who used to uh, commit violence uh, uh, to control musicians who were on the label. Okay. <laughs> so un- unconfirmed. The true story behind uh, Bad Bad Leroy Brown. Um, and uh, Leroy Brown here's a little fun trivia Leroy Brown himself was credited as a background vocalist on a Croce hit called I Got a Name and I'm bringing that up Jim Croce Jewish? Yes absolutely I'll be damned I can't wait Yeah Can we get a big round of applause that Jim Croce is a Jew Can't win one Rabbi stand up and take a bow (laughs) He converted. It doesn't count. It's like Sammy Davis. 
Well, really I, and Marilyn Monroe. Yes. No. She, not really. Rod yeah. Carew. Thank you. Panamanian guy. Not a Jew. Not a Jew by birth. Uh, I bring up I Got a Name because it was written by Charlie Fox, who was on a recent episode. The great Charles Fox. Uh, you will be hearing from him soon uh, as we put that episode up. So we're going to take a, a, a shot at this one. Uh, and then I got a fun trivia question. So shall we? Everybody knows this. Here we go. One, two, three. Well, the south side of Chicago in the baddest part of town. And if you go down there, you better just beware of a man named Leroy Brown. Now, Leroy's more than trouble. You see, he stands about six foot four. And all the downtown ladies go to treat our lover, and the men just call him sir. And it's bad, bad, Leroy Brown. who wrote Trading Day with uh, Denzel Washington were listening to this song when Denzel Washington has the line, King Kong ain't got shit on me. Interesting. A trenchant insight, Gilbert. See? <laughs> that could be true. Anybody know? No. Nobody's from Chicago. If McBadden were here... Because there was another Denzel Washington movie yes. in Malcolm X where he says that um, Pilgr we didn't land on Pilgrim Rock. Pilgrim Rock landed on us. But years before that, 
Cole Porter had that as the leading into, uh, you know, that... Anything goes. He sings. That, that man works for us. Yeah, that that uh, uh, pill. You know, Pilgrim Rock landed on us. I remember the movie. We go off on tangents sometimes. <laughs> Perhaps you've noticed. Want to do a little trivia? Yay. Who wants an orange wedge pin? This song was covered by the likes of Frank Sinatra. Not well, I might add. Uh, Dolly Parton. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, the killer? I'd love to hear that version. Um, but what comedian, what comedic actor, frequently discussed on this very podcast, I already see a hand going up, performed this song on a Sandy Duncan, don't tell him, <laughs> TV special in 1974. Gentleman in the white shirt. Correct! Paul Lynn. Correct! Uh, Paul Lynn. Circle wow. gets the square. Circle wow. gets the square. Very good, Joe. And and Rabbi Paul Lynn hated the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> he used to get drunk and go, "How oh, those fucking Jews? They're the reason I don't have a career." <laughs> I think that's one of your greatest hits. Yes. <laughs> He's here. Do it again. My friend didn't hear it. Oh, <laughs> friend didn't hear it. An, an encore performance. He didn't hear it. Oh, how those fucking Jews! <laughs> They're the reason I don't have a career. I wish your daughter wasn't uh, recording that for the internet. <laughs> he substituted the line "a water pistol" in his shoe. Apparently, the. Uh, the NBC censors at the time were not thrilled with the idea of a razor in a show. I wonder if they made Croce change it when he sang it live. What do you think Bad Bad Leroy Brown's uh, Paul Lynn's version sounded like, Gil? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's Bad Bad Leroy Brown. I know he's bad as any Jew. <laughs> Floyd the Barber. Floyd the Barber singing, uh, uh, singing uh, Bad Bad Leroy Brown. Well, he, he's bad. bad Le 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 Leroy Brown. He's 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 the baddest cat in the in the in the whole damn town. <laughs> Groucho on that Dick Cavett. Here's a bonus. So Gilbert, they're yelling out requests. Well, it is Sid Gold's request room. <laughs> yeah, like John MacGyver doing Bad Bad Leroy Brown. Well, there's Bad Bad Leroy Brown. Bad is cut. This is a whole damn town. He's, he's bad as an old King Kong. And he's He's Mina! Mina, I tell you, that I joke your joke! <laughs> okay, last one. Old Groucho doing Bad Bad Leroy Brown. Well, well, he's bad. Bad Leroy. And Leroy was a name that started with L. 
And that was the name. If someone was named Leroy, you'd start their name with an L, and then there'd be an E and an R afterwards. And this would spell out Leroy if you added an O and a Y to it. <laughs> Extra bonus content. This show is its own special edition DVD. <laughs> okay, we're going to bring one back. We're coming down the home stretch. How many people are drunk? <laughs> Who's still with us? This is a callback to the fateful night, the last time we were here. What shall we refer to that night as? The night the, <laughs> the, night the episode died. Just a clue to the, the song. We were doing one-hit wonders of the 70s, as I said, last time. We had a malfunction, not Frank Verderosa. Let's, let's keep Frank's professional reputation intact. We, we, had a, we had a malfunction. We lost all three episodes. We decided to bring one back because it covers three categories that we'd like to do on the podcast, Gil. One yeah. is it's a story song, obviously. It is a one-hit wonder because there are other hit charted in the U.K., so it doesn't count. And it's a death song of the 1970s. It's got everything. It's got everything. So we're going to bring it back. You guys have your lyric sheets? Some of you were here for the last time. We did it. And here we go. It starts talking, right? One, two, three, four. Daddy was a cop on the east side of Chicago. Back in the USA. Back in the bad old days. Summer night in the land of the dollar bill. When the town in Chicago died, and they talk about it still. When a man named Al Capone tried to make that town his own, when he called his gang to war and enforced his job the law. I'm a cry. I heard a prayer. Streets of the old east side Till the lights of the hoodlum gang Go Gilbert up and died They're shouting in the street And the sound of running feet And I asked someone who said About a hundred cops are dead I heard my mama cry I heard a prayer But the clock upon the wall 
burger and so big. And my daddy stepped inside and he kissed my mama's face. And he wiped the tears away. Let your car go down. Chicago Dodge. <laughs> yes, the unforgettable band Paper Lace. Right, and uh, who could forget them? That's right. They also uh, had a hit with Billy Don't Be a Hero in, in England. In the UK, buddy. Yeah, it didn't and count. Bo Donaldson and the Haywoods had a hit. Bo here. Donaldson and the Haywoods. We did them on Death Songs of the Seventies. I'll just keep plugging old episodes of the podcast. <laughs> we did it. The night Chicago died. Now. A trivia question, and this one should be pretty easy. You guys listening? Yes. Cody Addis, every year. <laughs> every year, buddy. What is factually inaccurate about this song? I see a hand way in the back, but this person, did you win already? Are you sure? Let's hear it. There is no east side of Chicago. That is correct. Give that man a pin. Excellent. Lake Michigan. Oh, that's excellent. Second Chicago reference tonight. Yes. Yes. I thought we'd have Chicago in the house. Good job. Boy, these people, you can't stump them. Uh, we're going to move on to something else. We're going to do a couple of encores. We're going to change themes slightly. We're gonna move away from story songs here, and we're gonna do three songs that are dedicated to previous podcast guests. Because I'm shameless in plugging this show over and over again. So you, you've got your, your lyric sheets. This may puzzle you because this gentleman has not been on the podcast as of yet. Ah! And who is it, Dara? Who's coming? You wanna tell them? Neil Sadaka. Yes! Yes! He'll be with us next week uh, on the 25th, live with a Jew. With a <laughs> Jew! Jew! Let's, let's chant and bash the place up! Jew! 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 <laughs> You're such a rowdy bunch. So who knows when we'll post this one and what the, what the actual chronology or timeline is, and Neil will probably have run by then. Yes, but we're we're thrilled to have him, uh, and it's it's uh, I'm going to geek out during that show. So this is a song he wrote, did not have a hit with. Obviously, that was the Captain and Tennille, but everybody knows this one. So no excuses. We want to hear from everybody in the room. Nancy, you're into this one, I know. Let's let it rip, Mr. St One, two, three, four, love. Love will keep us together. Think of me, babe, whenever. Some sweet talking guy comes along singing his song. Don't mess around, you just gotta be strong. Stop, cause I really love you. Stop, I've been thinking of you. Keep us 
comes later. You. You. You belong to me now. And you're gonna set you free now. When those guys start hanging around, talking me down, hearing your heart and you won't hear a sound. Oh, stop. Cause I really love you. Stop. excited for that one, Neil Sedaka. You play that beautifully. I'm a big fan of the captain. Seriously. Captain, Daryl Dragon. He was a beach boy, did you know that? Yes. Yeah. I understand that captain, uh, coined this may be bullshit too, coined the term yacht rock. Could be. Could he be. had it the hat. Sense. So uh, do you know the uh, movie Sextet? I, I'm afraid I do. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, Mae West, they changed the lyric in the bridge. He says, your looks will never be gone. Instead of someday your looks will be gone, which is kind of a cruel line, I think. Yes. Oh yeah, interesting. You wouldn't want to say that to Mae West. Now, now was was Tom Selleck one of the boys in there? You're uh, thinking of is he in Sextet? Timothy Dalton is the one that sings to her. He sings to her. I Timothy think you're Dalton. thinking of Myra Breckenridge. Oh, maybe it's that. I, I know he's in one of them. I can't be sure now as either. As like the young guy. Written by around. who? Who wrote the screenplay for that? Oh, Gory Vidal? No, he wrote the book. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hervé Villachez is correct. What? No, it's not. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Eddie 
No will keep us together. Think of me, babe, whenever. Some sweet talking guy comes along. Singing his song. Don't mess around. You got to be strong. Go stop. Cause I really love you. Stop. I've been thinking of you. Look in my heart and make love. Keep us together. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. Oh, Lord. That was the biggest song of 1975. Can you believe that? Did you find that? In your, we should get Tony Tennille on the podcast. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I bet she's got yes. I bet she'd be a wonderful, a wonderful interview. Uh, yes. As, as Frank points out, she's available. Uh, what Joe was referencing, Sedaka is back. If you go home and you listen to that song, as they're doing the, uh, I guess it's the... The, the outro. The outro. She, you can hear her say, Sedaka is back, which was the name of his album, his comeback album. Sadaka's back. Very sneaky. Very it, sneaky little tribute. And theirs was the third version of it. The second version was Mac and Katie Kassoon. Do you know oh, that? well, yes. Chirpy, cheap, chirpy, 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 cheap, cheap is one of my standards. Great song. Let me tell you something, pal. This is the only podcast in the world that talked about ter- chirpy, chirpy, cheap, cheap. Uh, and if you know, why we if, found each other. That's why it's, a, it's, it's kismet, Joe. It's kismet. If you know that reference, God help you. Oh, yeah. And we tried, or actually Frank tried, to get the actual songwriter here to sing this. I sure did. But he knew enough to stay away. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, maybe. He was in town. We took a a stab. We'll have him back on the show for sure. Uh, I think you guys all know this one. Again, this is a tribute to uh, not a story song. But a tribute to a former podcast, a, a previous podcast guest, I should say. One of our favorite guests, the great Paul Williams, who's also a friend of Seth's. And uh, we, we love him to death. Um, so we're going to do this one. It's been covered by Judy Collins. It's been covered by, oh, it's been from a 40-year-old movie. A movie turned 40 this year, the Muppet movie, by the way. Holy God. 40 years. We want to feel old. Covered by Judy Collins, by Kenny Loggins, by Willie Nelson, by the Dixie Chicks, and tonight, most importantly, by Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried as Paul Williams. Here we go. It's the next best thing to having Paul. One, two, three. Why are there so many Songs about rainbows and what's on the other side. Rainbows are visions, but only illusions, and rainbows have nothing to hide. So we've been told, and some choose to believe it. I know they're wrong, wait and see Someday we'll find it The rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers and me 
said that every witch would be heard and answered if we start a morning star. Somebody thought of that and someone believed it. Look what it's done so far. And what missing that keeps us stargazing? And what do we think we might see? Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. All of us under its spell, we know that it's probably magic. Have you been half asleep? And have you heard voices? I've heard them calling my name. Is this the sweet sound that calls the young sailors? The voice may be one in the same. Heard it too many times to ignore it. It's something I'm supposed to be Someday we'll find it The rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers and me Now just Gilbert All of us under each spell We know that it's probably magic Paul, we love you. If anybody sends this video to you, we adore you and we wish you were here. We, wish we, were here. we really do. Uh, also, nod to the great Kenny Asher, who did some wonderful work. Gilbert, that was touching. Yeah. <laughs> One more. What do you say? Sure, yeah, we, let's do it. We good on time? Yep. <laughs> you want to hear the good ship lollipop? <laughs> Frankie, we good? Did Shirley Temple ever meet Paul Williams? <laughs> 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 Moving on. Yes. Don't listen to that one, Gilbert. <laughs> this, is, this is a song that is 50 years old. Uh, and this is really going to make people feel old, especially me. And I mean it's 50 years old like two weeks ago. And this is a, a podcast guest. Before I do that, I'm going to do one quick trivia question. We got any pins left, honey? Yeah. One quick trivia question about the Muppet movie. Paul Williams is in it. He has a, a cameo, a quick scene. What other Gilbert Gottfried amazing po colossal podcast... I forgot the name of our show. Amazing colossal <laughs> podcast guest appears in the Muppet movie for an orange pin. Genevieve knows. You can't guess. Anybody. Whoa. Hand right there, Michael Goldsmith. Not Dick Cavett. He should have been. Way, way in the... Well, you won one already. <laughs> it is not Alan Alda. Any other guesses? This gentleman in the beard. Austin Pendleton. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. Give that man a pin. 
I have to say, this is a, a pretty impressive group. So this song, as I say, is 50 years old. It was the number one song of 1969. And it was sung... You know where I'm going with this? Ah, uh, yes. Have you cheated and looked ahead in your packet? No, no. It was sung, uh, well, by an animated character, Archie Andrews, but voiced, actually sung, by our friend, Ron Dante. The great Ron Dante, uh, who was on one of, our, our, my, one of my favorite episodes. And I think that Ron Dante, didn't they use his voice for, like, Betty and Veronica also. I don't know that. That, that was Tony Wine. She no, sang, Tony she Wine. sang uh, Betty and Veronica. But uh, Ron Dante had a simultaneous hit around that time with Tracy by the Cufflinks. Yes, Tracy by the Cufflinks. And then he went to produce uh, Barry Manilow after that. Uh, Ron Dante made a, a small fortune producing Barry Manilow records. <laughs> One hit after the other. I mean, if you look at them, I mean, from Mandy to... New York City Rhythm and Ready to Take a Chance Again and, and Even Now and Weekend in New England, all produced by Ron Dante. Can't Smile Without You, the whole, the whole list. Um, what else about this song, really quickly? It was written by uh, Jeff Barry, great Jeff Barry. Tons of hits. Leader of the Pack, for one, and Be others. My Baby, uh, They yeah. Kissed Me, River Deep Mountain High, and the theme from the Harlem Globetrotters animated Saturday Absolutely, morning. good call. <laughs> And somebody we want to get on the show. Also, Andy Kim wrote, uh, co-wrote this song, who had a hit with Rock Me Gently. Anybody remember that one? From the 70s. And, and he did a remake of Baby I Love You that was also a hit. Really good. Both of them are alive, and we should track them down. And the song, I saw the song performed in this very room by you and Tony Wine. Right, right. And the great Tony Wine. Um, so we'll go out on it. Produced by the legendary Don Kirshner. Oh! Yes. Uh... So, you want to take a whack at this one? Sure. Everybody knows this. Starts with the chorus. Good song to kick off summer. One, two, three. Sugar app. Oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me wanting you. I just can't believe the loveliness of loving you. I just can't believe it's true. I just can't believe the love this beast feeling too. I just can't believe it's true. Oh, sugar. Let's hear you, people. Come on. Like the summer sunshine pouring sweet it's over me. Pour your sweetness over me.
Thank you, Joseph. Now, was I was this... thinking of Meshuggah and Meshuggah yeah. when, when I was standing next to the rabbi. Why didn't Weird Al do that one? Now, was this the song that they were had lined up for the monkeys? I don't know that. There was a song that was lined up for the monkeys. Well, get it and get back to you. Right before they quit. <laughs> right before they gave up. Let's, and the song became a monster hit. Let me thank everybody uh, who, who was involved with this show. Frank Verderosa, our engineer. Yeah. Our photographer, David Simon, yeah. right here. Uh, Seth Saltzman's a, a musician who contributes to the show, the Mario Cantone show. John Fodiatis wrote many, many themes for the show. Uh, Paul Rayburn is in the house. Where are you, Raybone? There he is. Uh, we got to thank uh, the four Johns who contribute to this show. Our webmaster, John Seals, uh, John Fodiatis, I said, John Beach, and John Murray, who also does music for the show. Uh, our web people, Mike McPadden and Greg Pear, who are great. Krista Rose, who's helped with research. Shandy Slater at Earwolf. Everybody at Earwolf and Stitcher. Oh, who am I forgetting? Uh, we want to thank the staff here at Sid Golds. Thank you all so much. Thanks to everybody else who came out. Uh, Mike Bonfiglio, Mike Weber uh, for moral support. Uh, of course, the great Gino Salamone. <laughs> who, whose name is like Voldemort to Gilbert. And uh, uh, of course, the lovely Genevieve, my wife, my long-suffering wife. And our gift, our gift girl for the evening. And Dara, of course. Last, we, have to, we have to thank Dara. Uh, last but not least, the we fabulous oh, wow. Joe McGinty. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. And what did you want to say? There are actually uh, two birthdays. One recent and the other last month. Uh, there's on May 18th, my son Max. Max, where are you? Where's Max? Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you, Max. He's shy. And, and he was, Max is my father's name. He was born on my father's birthday. Perfect. How about that? And one other person, if I remember, it's on June 12th, and I remember this, because June is the sixth month, and she, and... Uh, it's John MacGyver's birthday, too. Yeah, right. she was six, she was born six pounds and 12 ounces. So on June 12th, Lily Gottfried. Well, happy birthday to Lily. birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear Lily and Max and Max happy birthday to you anything else you want to say Mr. G? Now, now we can't get sued for a happy birthday now. 
Because it used to, every every movie used to be, for he's a jolly good fellow. For he, and I, that always took me right out of the movie. That's it. Thank you guys so Thank much. Thank you. This means Thank so much to us that you came out. Okay, any, any, any minute now. All right, Gil. Thank you. All right, thanks for coming out. You guys are all welcome to stick around. We have, if you want to do some more singing, live piano karaoke. And this has been Gilbert Godfrey's Amazing Colossal Podcast with my co-host, Frank Santopadre. If you didn't know that. Thank you all. Well, we're big rock singers. We got golden fingers. And we're loved everywhere we go. That sounds like us. We sing about beauty and we sing about truth. $10,000 a show, right? We take all kind of pills to give us all kind of thrills, but the thrill we've never known is the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Wanna see my picture on the cover? Stone. Wanna buy five copies for my mother? Yeah. Wanna see my smiling face on the cover of the Rolling Stone? I got a freaky old lady named a cocaine kitty who embroideries on my jeans. I got my poor old gray-haired daddy driving my limousine. Now it's all designed to blow our minds, but our minds won't really be blown. Not the blow that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Wanna see our pictures on the cover? Wanna buy five copies for our mother? Wanna see my smiling face on the cover of the Rolling Stone? Teenage blue-eyed groupies Would do anything we say We got a genuine Indian guru He's teaching us a better way We got all the friends That money can buy So we never have to be alone And we keep getting richer But we can't get our picture On the cover of the Rolling Stone Rolling Stone Wanna see my picture on the cover Stone Bye.